Welcome to episode six of the Dynasty Dreamers podcast. I'm your host, Joe Galloway. I'm joined again by my co-host, Luigi Federico. Welcome back, everyone. And Ryan Nunn. Good evening, everyone. Collectively, we are the Dynasty Dreamers. We go to bed thinking about Dynasty. We dream about Dynasty. We wake up thinking about Dynasty. You get the picture. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, we are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts in addition to YouTube. On today's show, we are going to take a look at team, a team co-owned by Ryan Nunn and myself. Before we do that, though, let's look at a few trades that have occurred in the past few weeks. So it's the last week of February. Uh, we did, The combine is coming up quickly. Uh, the free agency is a few weeks away now. But really, there's nothing going on in Dynasty right now. I had to scour all 18 of my leagues to find that there were only three trades completed in my 18 leagues in the last two weeks. I was expecting to find eight, nine, ten. You know, that would be a low number for most parts of the year. But, no, it was only three. What Guys, what about your leagues? I, I'm assuming that y'all didn't have much action going on since whenever I asked for trades, you were both like, no, nothing. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of trades going on in February. It's kind of been a ghost town when it comes to trades. Like I said, most of my leagues, or at least half of my leagues, aren't even have trades. Don't even have trades open right now. So it's kind of yeah, just kind of been a. It's a really lackluster time for uh, dynasty right now. Mine's about fifty-fifty on mine too. I personally haven't made any trades this year. I know you guys have made one each, which we talked about in detail a few weeks ago. So there's not a lot going on here trade-wise, but we have not done live trades on this show with the exception of the 101 trades we talked about. So we're going to give it a whirl. And some of these aren't the most exciting trades ever. These are blockbusters, I promise. (laughs) But as we know, these are, you know, the the small trades are usually where people find their way into championships, if, if we're being completely honest. Whenever they make the little trades to, to shore up their wide receiving core or to add depth to the running back position. Or the, to take uh, a dart throw on somebody that ends up right having the best season of their career. Right. I mean, you know, a lot of times with blockbuster trades, you're just trading good for good. And some, sometimes with trades like the, the ones we're about to share, uh, they can very they can they swing very wildly a lot of times. So let's just get into it. Uh, the first one is twelve team superflex two tight end premium start twelve. I think that does have a little bit of bearing here. Uh, it's Leonard Fournette for Tyler Lockett. Luigi, why don't you start us off and tell us what you think about this trade? Well, I know a lot of people are discussing Leonard Fournette as being a cap hit to Tampa, and I think personally that that's probably the direction that they will head as well. But let's just say for the sake of this trade that they don't do that. I think Leonard Fournette for Tyler Lockett, the the team that received Leonard Fournette probably makes out the better value in this situation, considering I would assume that, that they're both contenders because I don't know why you would make this type of trade unless you were. But I personally would have accepted Leonard Fournette for Tyler Lockett if I had previously owned Tyler Lockett. Well, I personally would take Tyler Lockett in, in this deal. But what I will say is that even though we're a lot, you're right, the buzz is that Leonard Fournette's going to get cut. But I don't really understand why. Um, another question I have is 
Is this start two wideouts or is this a three wideout uh, start? Please? It's just start two. It's just start two wideouts. Start two. But you got 12 spots, so you're going to start in three wideouts. Well, I know, but it it gives more value to a wideout if, if you have to start three, especially whenever you're looking at bye weeks and stuff like that, whenever you're trying to make I, I think it's pretty similar to start 10 with three wide receivers, sure. I, I agree with you on Lockett, though. Like, um, yeah. but, Leonard Fournette has probably a higher ceiling, but he has a much lower floor. But the – but the interesting thing about them cutting him is, is that they're only going to save three million by doing so. They're actually going to pay him. They're going to take a five million dollar cap hit on an eight million dollar contract, and to me, that just doesn't make good business sense. I, I, I don't know. What, it, it kind of depends on what they're planning on doing as a team. Are they going to have a young quarterback and try to groom him? If so, saving three million dollars is saving three million dollars, and. Um, like, uh, they get a chance to see what, uh, White's doing and I don't know. It just, it just feels like depending on if they're going to try to go, go out and get a veteran quarterback and still try to compete with the the shell that they have right now, I think Fournette's fine to keep on the roster. Yeah. I guess the bottom line for me is in February, I'm probably not really going to be fishing for this trade either way, but if I'm offered a 28-year-old running back for a 32-year-old wide receiver, I'm probably just going to take my chances with the wide receiver at this point. Um, moving on to our second trade, uh, Isaiah Pacheco and Jawan Johnson for the 207 and the 209. This is a 12-team, two-tight end premium. Ryan, let's uh, let's start with you on this one. What are your thoughts? To me, I'm not a big Pacheco guy, but uh, for a two late seconds, and for Pacheco and a very serviceable tight end and two tight end premium, uh, I'm just going to go with the players there. It's pretty easy for me. Yeah, I don't know if it's easy for me, but it's the, the way I see this is if you're going to basically have a – maybe the 207 is a slightly better than a dart throw. It's pretty much a dart throw, wouldn't we agree? Yeah. I mean, it is two dart throws, and Pacheco is a dart throw that hit. So why would you? He's already see? hit. Exactly. That's, exactly. That's why I'm saying. Like, if you're just going to throw darts, why not go with the guy who you know that can play? Um, and and also, Juwan Johnson is, is is a very serviceable guy to plug in on bye weeks and and even start if you have injuries. He he was yeah. he was very reasonable this year. Well, yeah. I mean, for, through the first six weeks, he was like tied in two through the first six weeks last year, and yeah. so he scored like eight points. No, he he had, but you know what I'm right, saying, like, yeah. Uh, the tight end position is such a barren way. It, it, it is, but but there are five tight ends who score points, and then the rest of them are so wishy-washy, and he was tight end two through six weeks. So if I had said tight end six, I would agree that's not much. But tight end two through six weeks shows that he at least has the capability of putting up points. The only where place where I feel like that I would consider maybe taking the 207 to 209 is if you are a clearly going to go win later, then maybe I prefer the two picks over Pacheco because, as we've said many times, you you don't necessarily want running backs on your on your roster, and the two hundred seven the two hundred nine can become anything. But I would, I, I think that I would want at least like an early third to go on top of this, even if I'm trading into into a win later. If I if I'm trading Pacheco away, I'm probably just waiting at this point and seeing, um, like the the hype from the from the Super Bowl is 
I, I think if they don't draft a running back, he's going to – you might be able to get close to that uh, end of the first round type hype. Yeah, building off of the hype that you, that you commented on, I think this is selling lower on Pacheco than it was – before the Super Bowl, absolutely. I, uh, I, like this is this is this is selling way low. On I, I think you could have gotten the two hundred five for Pacheco before the Super Bowl, and now after the Super Bowl, I feel like you could get more than the two hundred five. And I'm on record as saying, get whatever you can out of Pacheco. And this is not getting whatever you can. This is getting way less than you should. Well, be it's to. interesting that what Brian said about the gamble, where you could end up with a late first round pick. And I, I agree. If the if the Kansas City doesn't draft anybody slash sign a big free agent, which I don't expect them to do, then you you, you could see that into the first round. But but Luigi and you and I said this a few weeks ago. We fully expect them to draft somebody. I agree. So this 207 and 209 may be worth more than what Pacheco's worth at the end of that NFL draft. Juwan, let's 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 be honest about Juwan Johnson too. If we would trade Juwan Johnson for any other piece in this trade and not even blink an eye. Jawan Johnson's worth a third. Like he probably is. I mean, that's 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 where you're going to. So, of... we, and what have we said about thirds many times? They don't matter. Absolutely. If you can get a guy who can give you production, I'm going to put the guy with production. Unless I'm trying not to have production, I'm going to put that on the roster every time. I've got Jawan Johnson as my tight end 16, and yeah, that doesn't really matter. But it is, in my opinion, a serviceable tight end because I think he has top seven ceiling. I think there's six tight ends that you can rank that are clearly the top six tight ends. And then after that, he, he can easily from week to week, give you a tight end one seat. Uh, yeah. Like that, that's especially that, in a two point. He, tight he end proved premium. that last week or la- last year uh, without much quarterback play. So to, to what you said about, we would trade him for any other piece. I'm not so sure I would trade him for the 207 or the 209. I'm not no, sure. I, mean, I would in a heartbeat. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm moving. I'm, I'm moving taking, him. I'm taking the upside. I mean, there's, there's enough tight ends in this draft. Anything but that, he anything has the upside that. more than the 207 and the 209. He proved that last year. You talk about throwing darts. He proved that he has much higher upside than you can get out of the 207 and the 209. We can agree to disagree on that. Yeah, I'm moving on from that guy. Maybe if we talk, maybe if we're talking about next year, he has more upside than the 207 and 209. But it is highly likely that if you take a tight end with one with one either one of those picks, that two three years from now, that that tight end is worth quite a bit more than Jawan Johnson. Looking at Johnson's age, he's only a 26 year old player, so he could be continuing to grow and maybe even be an appreciating asset going forward. Guys, I told you we were going to go deep today with these trades, and we're, we just sit here and, and argue for the last two or three minutes the difference between the 209 and Jawan Johnson. I don't know if you can go much deeper than that. We just, <laughs> we just like to argue in general, so that's all good. <laughs> all right, let's move on to this last trade. And this, this one, uh, the three of us all agree, this seems like a slam dunk for one side. This is the blockbuster I was talking about. But I... I do want to break it down just a little bit because I think it's easy to say, well, this is just not a good trade for one side or the other, but let's, let's, let's explain the reasons why T Higgins for Deontay Johnson and the two ten, And that's it. That's it. That's all it is. 12 T two tight end premium. Okay. So let, let me get the facts out there. Deontay Johnson is 26 years old. He'll be a free agent after the 2024 season. Higgins is 24 years old. He's a free agent after the 2023 season, but will 
most likely be franchised for 2024. Thoughts? I mean, I, like we both said, it's clearly T. Higgins for me. I don't think it, it I would, don't think another second would make it closer for me. Deont- it would take Deontay Johnson, another player, and that second uh, to to even think about moving the needle. Um, what if it? What if it was instead of the two ten? What if this was the two o two? Instead, I think that's closer, but I don't. I still still it's probably I probably need I'm, like I'm, a two o two o eight or two o nine to make it to make it even me even think about it if I own T Higgins. It's yeah, probably, it's probably like Deontay Johnson, uh, the like the two o two and like a twenty fourth uh, second. Like I, I need I need more. I need so more. Two o two in a second. Okay, well let's fix this trade for these these people. Okay, for the for for these uh, two that have. Wandered down this path, so the T Higgins side needs no fixing, as we've, we've discussed. Right. So, I currently have T Higgins as my wide receiver fifteen, and Deontay Johnson as my wide receiver thirty-three. You guys have—I know you have Higgins similarly rated as me. Yeah, we're we're all not high on Higgins, and that's what makes—and I'm high on Deontay Johnson. So this is kind of weird, weird for me to be saying that this trade is so lopsided, but. So what one guy is uh, tied to uh, Joe Burrow and the other guy's tied to Kenny Pickett. Yeah, so I let's play that. a little game. You guys stop me. Deontay Johnson and the person I say. Whenever I hit the guy that you would trade, Deontay Johnson and this person for T. Higgins, or you would trade T. Higgins for Deontay Johnson and this person, you guys get what I'm saying, stop me when, okay? So Deontay Johnson and Christian Kirk. No. No. Keenan Allen, no. Uh, if I'm a win now team, yes. I, I I actually think Kirk has got more value going forward than Allen. Mike Evans, yes. No. John Dotson, no. Yes. Uh, Keshawn Boutte, yes. Because because I I have he, he would trade he, he would trade T Higgins straight up for Boutte. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. I I have. I have Boutte more around wide receiver 22, and I have Johnson similarly ranked. What if you're a win-now team? Would you take Boutte and Deontay Johnson for Higgins? No. You'd stick with Higgins? I would stick with Higgins. Okay. I, think, uh, I think I probably still would. I'd think... still take Higgins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and bank on the fact that I can tra- trade him for a guy that can score in points uh, year one. I uh, no. Yes, absolutely. Jamison Williams. Yes. No. McLaren. Yes. No. Judy. Yes. Yes. So we're getting into some pretty easily. Well, Luigi actually said no to McLaren and Jameson Williams. So McLaren, Deontay Johnson isn't enough for, for uh, T. Higgins, in your opinion? No. Uh, so so Deontay Johnson and basically a first is not. I don't, I don't. I don't. I would have t- Terry McLaurin more of a 2024 first, but I would still need more. Okay. Uh, even with the fact that the enemy is now the OC, and uh, yes. hopefully that offense is going to get on track. Yes, even with that. So McLaren is worth infinitely more than the 210. You would agree with us, Luigi? Yes. So this tells you how badly he hates this trade for the T. Oh, for, for the Deontay Johnson side. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I, I'm a little I, bit I, higher. If it was my friend, honestly, I would make fun of him. <laughs> I, I'm a little bit higher on T. Higgins than you guys are. Not very much. Like wide receiver 12, wide receiver 13. And I think this is, I don't want to say abysmal, but it's 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 pretty close to that. I, I think the T. Higgins 
side won this trade handily. And I, and I don't normally say that. I'm normally on a side that I can see both sides of, of the coin, but I don't see both sides of the coin like, in this situation. Th- this feels like, to me, it, it should have been like Deontay Johnson in the one ten instead of the two ten. Yes. And, and yeah, that, I feel like that's I've tried, to, I've tried to stay neutral in this conversation up to this point, but yeah, this is bad. And, and I have Boutte somewhere around the 110, which is why I said, yes, I would probably do the, the 110 and Deontay Johnson for T. Higgins, unless I'm clearly thinking that I'm going in a win-now direction and I think T. Higgins helps me win this year or next year, then I don't do that. Are you sure you don't have Boutte as your uh, 101? Oh, I'm pretty sure I have, don't have Boutte as my 101. Maybe 103. I haven't decided yet. Let's move on to our roster view for the week. So this is going to be a little bit different. This is a team that Ryan and I come together. We have not discussed this year yet how we want to approach this team. We did have some conversations last year, obviously, and towards the end of the season on what we thought might be our plan going forward. But I would say it's safe to say we haven't discussed any of this since late December. So this is going to kind of be uh, our advice to each other on where we think we need to head with this team. Uh, I know that we did kind of have some agreements on this the last time we talked about it, but it'll be interesting to see how we feel about it now. Uh, Luigi, uh, have you uh, prepared something for this as well? Yeah, I have. Okay. So it'll be interesting to get a third person's perspective on uh what what we decide to do here or what you know maybe we do something different i don't know i think we're going to be kind of on the same page but uh we will see so this is a 14 team super flex 0.25 point per carry league there is no tight end premium which will be the first time on the show that we've highlighted a team with no tight end premium it also will be the first time that we've highlighted a team with a point per carry structure, which I am not a huge fan of and probably will not join any of those leagues in the future. But for now, honestly, I'm slowly weeding them out as I find the teams to be not really uh, attractive anymore. Well, and I don't mind them, but that's because I draft running backs and you guys don't. And that's why you guys don't like them. Well, we do draft running backs in these. We're sure, but it goes yeah. it goes against your principles normally, which is why I think you guys don't like them, is because you're going into this thinking, well, I have to draft running backs in this league. That's probably true, because if, if I find that if you don't have running backs in the point per carry league, you're probably not. You're not competing. Not going to do very well. Bad, bad running backs outscore good wide receivers. and Yeah, a lot of times. I mean – I got a guy like Isaiah Pacheco is going to outscore. Um, <laughs> he's going to be competitive with a guy like oh uh, Jalen Waddle. I mean, some weeks, yeah, yes, a lot. So in 2022, this team finished with a five and nine record. It finished ninth in scoring and ninth in potential points. Although potential points is not the way they decide to draft picks in this in this league. That's horrible. Well, it's my leagues are still about fifty fifty. I'm being honest with you. Uh, the draft capital in this league is the 103, the 105, and the 204. The team has its own 2024 first, its own 2024 second, and an extra 2024 first. So just to ask, does does this league not have a third-round draft? 
Uh, it does, but okay. I, I've kind of decided to not bring those up anymore because, as we've said many times, third round picks just really don't matter that much. They don't. That's they the, don't matter in the draft, but when you're going from like this uh, two twelve to the two oh five, they may matter somewhere around there. Yeah, that's right. why I was asking. Yeah, I just decided to cut them out for, especially in a fourteen team league. The the value of, of and this league also has a toilet bowl that which. Uh, Allows to have the one, the one, the one, the one, yeah, the one fifteen, the one they it has the one fifteen. So the the two hundred one is actually the sixteenth pick. So yeah. So the notable players on this team are at quarterback: Joe, Joe Burrow, Russell Wilson, Geno Smith, Sam Howell, Najee Harris. At running back, excuse me. Wide receiver: You have Jamar Chase and Cortland Sutton. At tight end: You have Travis Kelsey. Cole Komet, uh, Aconquo from Tennessee, and Zach Ertz. So, looking at the roster before before I go into what I would do with this team, you have a strong win-now quarterback group. Obviously, we've talked about Burrow and length on this show. Uh, Wilson, we talked about last week. He can be a good uh, quarterback, too, for you if you're trying to win. Uh, Geno Smith and is an excellent three. So the, you know, there's definitely no issue at quarterback in this league. Uh, running back, it's Najee Harris, and and that's it. So for a point per carry league, not a very good start there with, at the running back position. Uh, wide receiver, obviously we have Jamar Chase, which is you know, everybody's wide receiver too, I believe. Uh, Cortland Sutton. So after Chase, not much going on there. Uh, tight end, obviously, we have the production king at that position with Travis Kelsey. Uh, Komet is, you know, we we, <laughs> we tried to move Kelsey all year last year. Yeah. We could not get anybody. Nobody wants to win football games or dynasty games. Yeah, nobody much. wanted to win this league last year because I, I, I promise you there's two or three teams that Travis Kelsey probably would have got them to at least the championship and maybe maybe a title. But that's beside the point. Uh, that's my own. That's my only thoughts on if this team actually ends up go, going on a win later approach. Still trying to get rid of that guy. So despite having a, a very good win now quarterback room, in my opinion, and Jamar Chase and Kelsey, the glaring problem with this team is we kind of already mentioned that in a point per carry league, Najee Harris is just not enough to seriously compete, and. I mean, he is a very good – like, th- this is the kind of format where he really shines because he's, right. a, he's a guy that's going to be a heavy workload he, guy. He can't do it by himself. No, though. no. You're, you're, you need several several pieces, and that's assuming that you can keep everybody healthy. So, you know, I, I'm going to try to go with the approach of we need to break this team down. I mean, we could trade the 103 and the 105 and get to some semblance of competitive, but – I feel like it would be a one-year push at best, on maybe two years at best. It just would not be where I want to be. So I've decided that I think that we should break this team down. And even more specifically, I think we should go after almost exclusively with our trade offers 2024 first-round picks. I believe that this team has the 103 and the 105, we're in a great position to draft a quarterback 
Bryce Young or Stroud, whoever's there. And, like, and likely the wide receiver one, like, especially in this format where running backs have even more value. So likely. A guy yeah. like Gibbs is probably going with the 104. Likely, very likely the, the, the wide receiver, our wide receiver one, yes. So I think that our draft picks are well-positioned enough in this draft that we can just focus on 2024 picks because we will get those cheaper right now than we can get even late first in this year's draft, I believe. I, I, I'm, I'm in agreement there. Like if, we can, if we can get them, uh, but the hype is really starting to get real. And it is, and I think that may be why now is the time to start trying to push some of this. Also, the the twenty three class right now. Maybe it's just the lull in what we're doing right now. But it, the the luster has kind of come off of these picks a little bit. It'll be back. I agree. <laughs> we we've got the combine coming up in what a week here. Weekish. It, it'll be back. But so here's some things that some some notes here on things that I want to do. Uh, I think you you will easily agree with this, Ryan. We're gonna Burrow and Chase are pretty much untouchable. Uh, someone would have to offer the moon to me for me to come off of that uh, combination. That uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Stack. stack. <laughs> there you go. Someone would have to offer me the moon to come off of either one of those pieces of that stack. We don't need to win. Let's be honest. In the next two to three years, for that to be a very valuable. The, the sad thing is, is in this league, that stack's going to win us a few weeks. That's true. <laughs> That's true. It's just. It's just kind of crazy because there's so many teams that are just really bad at uh, maneuvering their rosters, and they're not very active. And the league, the the these this league tends to have a pretty high turnover rate, so uh, it's kind of rough. So some guys that I'm holding on to, uh, just because more or less because of value reasons, I, I don't want to trade them at their current value. Sam Howell and Cortland Sutton. I, I can't see trying to move either one of those guys right now. There's no upside in that. Like you're probably not getting a mid second for Cortland Sutton at this point, and I'm not doing that. I believe in the guy's talent. Uh, Sean Payton's coming in. In my mind, he can only go up. The a mid second is almost exactly where what I think you could probably get for him right now. And, and I, I, there's just no way just I'm doing that. Not interested. Nope, not at all. Uh, so. The first order of business in the trade pool is trading Geno and Russell Wilson. I believe that right now you could get, we talked about Wilson last week, but I think that there's a good chance that you could get a 2024 first each for these guys right now. In a 14 super, if you can't, well, I'm not I'm not giving them away. Not enough, not enough no, I, I wouldn't go any lower than but the reason we see this every year in, in most leagues, especially in these type leagues where, oh, I don't want to give up my 2023 first for a veteran quarterback. But if I can trade my first next year and draft somebody to help him, a lot of people are willing to do that. We see these kind of trades all the time. I traded a Nick Foles for, for a first a few years ago whenever he was with, uh, my gosh, who was he Jacksonville. with? No, it was after that. It was. Yeah, yeah. Whenever he was potentially going to be the starter there, uh, you just see trades like that all the time. Trade Baker Mayfield this off season for would, a twenty twenty four first. Would, would you would you consider it for like a a twenty five first and a second? I, I would probably do that, but I would rather have the twenty twenty four. Obviously, the point of the, the 
point of what I'm trying to do here is I'm trying to stack 2024 first. So, yeah, so you can get more uh, top-end uh, picks. So the next stage of my plan is to try to move Travis Kelsey. I know we've talked about how that was a problem last year during the stretch run, but I'm going to be optimistic and think that people have learned from their mistake and that the win-now teams in this league will want to acquire Travis Kelsey this year. And I think the price that I I have here is reasonable. I would like to acquire a mid-2023 second, a 2024 first and a 2024 second for the most productive tight end, maybe maybe in fantasy history. It's got, he's got to be up there. So, for, for one, he never seems to be off the field. He's always there. He's right. the guy. He, he is the one guy you can always plug in your lineup and say, "Okay, here here is my my tight end one numbers coming from from a guy." So, I mean, do you guys think that this is a reasonable price? I think it's a reasonable price. Looking at the way this league reacts, sadly, I don't think we're going to get that. I I would love to, but I don't think so. Well, here's a PSA right now to anybody in this league. If you want to win next year and you don't have a tight end, come see team co-owner. We we will trade you Travis Kelsey for a mid-2023 second, a 2024 first and a 2024 second. And if I feel like this is a completely reasonable price for you to take home the money next year. If not, he'll rattle my roster just out of principle. Yeah, I can't see going much lower than this. I, to me, Travis Kelsey is worth quite a bit more than a 2024 first. I, I agree. Uh, where where do you have him valued at in 2023 firsts? With a second involved. So no, pretend no. you're getting a 2023 second. Where would you, what 2023 first would you accept? Actual, uh, well, on this team, I would probably be willing to go 107 because I get one of my top three wide receivers and a second at that. I'm probably going to go a little lower than that. I probably would go like the 110. The 110? Uh-huh. Uh, well, then you would probably consider doing the, in my mind, if you, if, if you would take the 110, you would probably consider Kelsey and a mid twenty or Kelsey for a twenty twenty four first and a mid twenty twenty three second. Would you not? Yes, I would. Uh, so uh, you, so you would even do it without the twenty twenty four second. We probably shouldn't say that on there because I want the twenty twenty four second. But, <laughs> I mean, but uh, I, I'm, I'm to to me. Sure, I know that we're win late. I know that we're trying to go win later, but we don't necessarily have to. And, and I'm never in favor of giving away value. And <laughs> I would I would rather the value rot on my roster than but the, the one ten but the one ten just doesn't seem like enough to me. With, even with the second uh, not like not non tight end premium, like you get to replace them with a guy like Meyer, uh, which is a lot of upside. But you said something important there. You said non tight end premium. To me, I'm not taking my mayor at the 110 in the non-tight end premium. I, I don't. Agree. I don't value him that high. I agree. You're, you're probably, we're probably taking a running back there uh, in this format. Probably, and that makes me want to puke in my mouth to think that I might be trading Travis Kelsey for Sean Tucker in a mid 2023 second. That that's that's a hard pill for me to swallow. I mean, you could also look at a guy like uh, Luigi's man crush in Butte. 
Sure. We'll I mean, we'll get to that whenever I discuss the team. Right. <laughs> to be to be continued. Okay, so moving along from Kelsey, really hope we can trade him and get get proper value. Uh, Najee Harris. I love, love, love Najee Harris and his current value. But th- there's no such thing as a good running back on a win later team, in my opinion. So I'm going to try to get a 2024 first and a 2024 second for Najee Harris. Okay, so to ask the same question I asked about Kelsey, what is the 2023 first that you would take for Najee Harris? Because I feel like a 2024 first and a 2024 second, there's probably a comparable pick in 2023 that you would take just the first and not even just the first if it's just the first i honestly would probably do it for the one on seven okay if i could get one of my top three wide outs for a win later team i'm probably doing it okay i agree i feel like i'm losing the value in a point per carry league but i am i am gaining years with a wide receiver i'm a a little low i'm a little lower on harris so I, i would be willing to pull the trigger on anything 109 or higher. Oof, that's that's rough for me. I mean, at the end of the day, I would agree with you if this was not point per carry. So, but, are you assuming that a guy like Levis uh, is going to be gone at at, at uh, 108? I, I don't think he. I don't think he is because he just said he wants one of his top three wide receivers. I, I'm, I'm considering that Levis is probably still on the clock. And honestly, we we could take Levis. We're going to take. We we just we're getting the heads into the next thing, but we already said we're taking younger Stroud at one hundred three. Absolutely, there's there's no way you're trading out that pick with 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 this team unless you get some kind of value trade. And I don't and I don't, but I don't think like in a in a fourteen team superflex you're not going to pass on a quarterback at the one hundred eight, especially one if he gets proper draft capital. Considering that this is a 14 team, like you said, and that, uh, you know, we are going win later and you can't ever have enough quarterbacks. Maybe I would go 108. Maybe you have a point there. I would not go 109, though, because that gets me out of my top three wide receivers, potentially, and off of Levis. It gets me to Anthony Richardson who I, honest to goodness, would just rather have Najee Harris over. I've got, my, fin- I've got my fingers crossed that uh, our uh, real-life team doesn't end up with that guy. Yeah, and, and maybe we'll be completely wrong about Richardson, but right now I I, I don't want shares of him right now. Maybe, maybe after we see his combine and stuff, maybe I'll kind of look back and say, hey, well, maybe he's not as bad as I thought, but right now I don't want, I don't want him. So let's move on to the draft here, and we're just going to basically – we're going to mention this really briefly because we've kind of already talked about it. 103, you're going to have to offer me a ton for me to move off that pick because I want Joe Burrow paired with Young or Stroud to go into the to the win later in this win later philosophy. 105, I, I, maybe we could – since it's point for carry, maybe we take Gibbs if he slips, but more than likely – I'm just hoping we get our wide receiver one here. That's what I'm really hoping. Uh, 204, I, you know, we've said this. I, in, I, I, I kind, yeah, I kind of hope that um, we accumulate enough 24, 24 picks that we're drafting our running backs in 24. Yes, of course. That's the goal always. Build, 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 build the nucleus in the other spots and then fill the running backs in later. That's that's the way I build, want to try to build every roster. So it, the 204, we're just taking best player available. 
Absolutely. Uh, so here's what the here's what the team looks like right now. With of all these trades that we talked about are successfully happen, we'll have Burrow, either Young or Stroud as our, our quarterback two. Sam Howard is our QB three. Uh, we'll have Chase as our wide receiver one. Sutton and most likely our wide receiver one at the 105. And then Komet and Okonkwo at tight end. So two really strong quarterbacks, two really strong wide receivers, a couple of youngish guys at tight end who could get there down the road. That's pretty much exactly how you want to build the nucleus of a win-later team, in my opinion. On top of that, we would have whoever we take at the 204, Another mid-2023 second that we picked up in the Kelsey trade. And then, which the main thing I was trying to accomplish with, with this roster reviews is we will have six 2024 firsts, including our own, and three seconds. Ryan, I don't know about you, but if we are able to pull off this offseason, I will be extremely excited about this team's future. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think we're being a little bit uh, optimistic with the way that this league has traded in the past that we will be able to accumulate this with these kind of assets. They don't seem they they don't seem to want to trade for these assets. Well, maybe we have to. Maybe we'll pivot then. But we but remember, who did we trade this just this year? We got a twenty twenty four first for a quarterback, not a very good quarterback. Trying to remember who it was. Was it golf? No, it wasn't golf. Man, I gotta look that up. Was was it Wentz? So it was Carson Wentz. So if we could trade Carson Wentz for a 2024 first, who's to say that we can't trade Russell Wilson and Geno Smith for a 2024 first? Yeah, I'm looking back at the trades. We got the uh, the one oh the 103 and the 105 for Christian McCaffrey, too. Yeah, I know. You're welcome. <laughs> that was a good trade. <laughs> Very good trade. Yeah. Of course, we didn't know that that was – They were going to be that They were the writing time, the picks but... at the time, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, Bryce Young and uh, Quentin wide Johnson. receiver. Yeah. yeah, Quentin Johnson are looking really good for Christian McCaffrey right now. Thank you, lead mate. But, anyways, I mean, you win some, you lose some. We could have we could have just as easily lost that one. You, you know – the team, the teams that we traded for the draft pick. I mean, it was a good, it ended up being a good trade for the, for the guy who, who did it probably too. Like he, he made, right. I think he won a championship because of it. No, he was actually one of the picks that we traded for there. So. Oh, was he really? Yeah, he definitely didn't win a championship. Yeah, yeah, he was. Ooh, yeah, but anyway, my bad. Well, it happens. I mean, we've all had misses. You know, we we've all had misses. We've we've traded. We went win now before, and then it just completely fell apart on us. So. Not going to hold that against him. He, he took his shot. It just didn't work out. He should have traded for Kelsey, too. Why he's on there. <laughs> uh, well, so that's pretty much it on that. So, Luigi, we've kind of laid out what Ron and I are, are going to do or attempt to do with this roster once uh, the league year opens up. Uh, what do you think we should be doing here? What's your What was your approach? So I just wanted to state before I go into my approach that I had no knowledge of anything that Joe and Ryan were planning on doing with this team, verbiage included, because I used some of the exact same verbiage that Ryan and Joe said. Starting and, with, and we're 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 hearing this for the first time. We yeah, no, yeah. Nobody has shared any information. No with anybody clue before. what Luigi's about to tell us here. 
So, starting with Burrow and Chase, I believe they are the best stack in the league. And I'm not sure that there's anything I could get or receive that would get me to trade them, whether I'm win now or win later. I can't think of anything short of getting Patrick Mahomes and Justin Jefferson maybe straight up for those two would get me to trade them. And maybe not even then considering it's a stack. Oh, I would do that. You would? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I would do that. Um, So, I'm not as high on Geno Smith in in his value as the dynasty community is and even Joe and Ryan are. I I'm I'm not. I'm yeah, I don't know where you're let, let, let me let me let me get rid of any kind of Geno shares and what uh, the perceived value is for that guy right now. Right. But what I'm saying is the perceived value I think is higher than what I would I think is other people are even willing to trade for him. I think his perceived value is double what I what I actually have him valued at. So if I could get a later first in 2023 draft, I would. I would snap that immediately. How late? Give us a number. I would be willing to take the 201. I would be willing to take the 201. And that's in in this situation, that's even what I did is I took the 201. So you, you're going win later too. I'm 100% going win later with this okay. team. Okay. Yeah. The, the the team just doesn't have the running back. If if it had one more running back, I think you could have pushed it into a win win now. I, I agree. If you had one more running back and the draft capital that you have, I think yeah. you could push it, it to he, a he needs one more a competitive back. team. Right. I think that this is something that I see people do all the time and I strongly disagree with it. Maybe I'm wrong. I know that the 201 is probably going to be more valuable of an asset to you than Geno Smith. But why would you undersell Geno Smith? Geno Smith is worth more than the 201. I'm, I'm going to send out trades for like the the 111, the 112, all of that stuff. What about a 2024 first? Would you not rather have that? Then the 201, depending on what player was there? No, I don't I don't think I would. Wow. Okay. I mean, you, you also have to realize the 201 in this league is the one – is basically the 16th overall, yeah. Right, and I didn't know that whenever I I had my notes. So let's say down. more like the 114 or 113-ish maybe? Let's, let's, just say the, let's just say the 114. Okay. Just, just to be safe, we'll say the 114. I said the 114, 201. I think they're pretty much the exact same pick. But considering that it's actually the 114, 115 and the 201, let's just say the 114. That's fair. <clears throat> um. I'm holding on to Russell Wilson until he starts out the season well because I really do believe that his value right now is not going to be is not as much as it's going to be three games into the season. If if he starts out hot with the addition of Peyton, you, you're going you you will see a boost. And but and then the, I'm trading him for 2024 first. I strongly disagree with this. The days of getting more than a first-round pick for Russell Wilson are over. And I disagree with that. I really do. I really disagree with that. I really do think you can get uh, – I, I don't know that you're going to – you're not going to get another first. I don't think may, you're going to get another may, first. Maybe you squeeze out another second. Maybe. But I, but I think it's worth that because I don't think his value is going to drop very much lower from, from now like, until the start of the season. I'm, I'm, I'm gambling more that his value could even go down even further than I am that he, it's actually going to increase. I, I don't know. I've been a Russell Wilson truther for my entirety, entire dynasty career up to this point. Even whenever there were signs before even this season, when there, there were signs that Russell Wilson was not as good as where a lot of us put him, there were those signs. And and I it, it happened every every year in the every year season. in December. Yeah, every year in the fantasy playoffs when he let you let you down. To to me, 
with that being said, and all the doubt we had in him before this season, or a lot of people in this season, after what he did last year, I just don't see Russell Wilson bouncing back to the point where people are going to be willing to gamble more than the first round pick on him. But go ahead. You, you know, look. You know, looking back, like there, you had back then. You had such a huge, a high rate of teams that made the playoffs, and you always wondered why your teams didn't do well in the playoffs. You had a lot of shares of Russell Wilson. He really let you down. Yeah, there were. Yeah, no, I don't know anything else to say to that. But yeah, Russell Wilson was on a high number of my playoff teams, and they always made the playoffs because he's great. Before it's, December, and he's he, last year. Yeah, he's yeah, he's uh, last he, year he was, he was great like, in December. Great December. Yeah, he was reverse Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's what everybody was calling him after December was reverse Russell Wilson. That's also the reason that Judy got as much uh, hype towards the end of the year. Like he was really good towards the end of the year, and it was because Wilson was finally uh, a legitimate quarterback outside of Nathaniel Hackett's offense. Touching on what you said about. Wilson's value could decrease. I don't see it decreasing any worse through the first three or four games of the season than it already is right now. I think if he comes out and shows what he was doing towards the end of the year last year, I think his value is going to go up. And I think you could get that additional second. But I think if he comes out and he's putting up the 15 points that he was putting up early on in the season, I think that's – you're still going to be able to get that 2024 first out of him. So I think waiting – three, four games, five games into the season, you're going to gain value in Russell Wilson. That's just my opinion. That's why I had had on here. That's what I would do with him. I would hold on to him and keep him to trade a 2024 first and a 2024 second three or four games into the season. Like maybe even you get the 25 second. Like, uh, yeah. Just any, anything a, a, like an, an additional asset on top of it. And I think the, you the, can the gain old, that additional asset holding the, on to the old, long The only reason to maybe uh, get rid of uh, Wilson off your roster is with the fact that we have our have our twenty four first, and it's going to depreciate the value of it. But with us having six first, it's probably de- de- may depreciate ours. But well, you, I, I don't have the six. First that's that's, true. that's yeah. true. Yeah. Um. So moving on to Sam Howell, I'm keeping him. When now or when later? I think he holds the exact same value to me. I, I don't think he can only ascend in value. Right. Exactly. I don't think he is worth anything more than what he is right now if I'm a win-now team or a win-later team. Yeah, if I have Sam Howell on any of my rosters, league mates out there, don't send me an offer unless you're paying more than what he's worth. Because yeah. I, there's just no reason to move. Because he'll he'll yeah, either, he probably take like the 201 or something like that. To, I don't even think I don't even know if I would take the 201. I, I think he's worth more to me than he, than Geno Smith is. He's 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 the new Jordan Love, maybe I don't Although think so. he may, he because may even have a better chance to start. I, I, yeah, I think he does have a better chance to start. I, I, I don't know if, I don't know if the team has named Jordan Love as the starting quarterback, and they've named. And they still have to get through the encryption of Aaron Rodgers. They, well, I'm not, I'm not buying the fact that the the Redskins, sorry, the Commanders, have already determined that Sam Howell's a starter. I know that we've heard that. I know that that's been reported, but I'm not buying it. They, they, they so, haven't necessarily. So, so so if that's the case, would you not want to move move off of that if you can get double the like double the value of what you? You're not going to get double the value. Sure, if were, were you drafted him a year ago, like you were drafted in the third round of rookie drafts. If somebody offered me the two hundred one for Sam Howell, I would probably take. Yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're going to move. I differed in Luigi that, but you're not going to get that offer. 
Sam Howell's good. You're going to get a late second offer for Sam Howell right now. Well, then they can exactly. I, I, I'm not move. I'm not moving from like the three oh seven. Seven to the two ten, and on a guy who might be a starting quarterback this year. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify: they didn't necessarily say he is their starter. They said they're going into twenty twenty three planning on him being their starter. They don't have any other plan currently right now. So, I, I think if a different plan comes along, they'll just as easily change it as stating that it is their plan. But Jordan Love hasn't even been stated that he is the plan. So I, I think no, I think you can't state that when Aaron Rodgers is still on your roster. Sure. So moving on to Najee Harris, I'm going to try like hell to get a top eight draft pick, the 108 for Najee Harris. I'm probably settling for a top ten, top twelve draft pick because I really don't want to go into the season with him on my roster. I can't believe I'm disagreeing with you on this. I'm not completely disagreeing with you on this, but the 112 is just too low in my opinion. Uh, the 109, the 109, maybe the 110 is my absolute cutoff. This this guy, I, I know I'm sound like a broken record. I'm probably going to say this every week. This guy has shown that he has top five running back upside, especially in especially in this format because yes. touches matter. But but I understand what the principle where you're trying to do, sure. But I just think that you're too low on his value. Well, I, I do think I'm definitely losing value in the one the one twelve. And like I said, I'm going to try my best to get a one hundred eight value out of him. I'm going to try my best to get one hundred nine value out of him if that's what it comes to. If you were going to drop all the way to the one twelve, just for the sake of argument, if you were going to do that, wouldn't you just rather have a twenty twenty four first, where you could potentially greatly increase your your draft position and the the worst you could do is go from the 112 in 2023 to the 114 the next year it's very team dependent if i look at a team and think Najee harris isn't going to make this team that much better than what it already is probably but if i look at a team and, and i'm and they're adding Najee harris and they were already a playoff team in 2023 then no i don't think i'm doing it i think i would just rather draft the player and hope the player gains value going into 2024 and then trade them for that value as opposed to hoping that the 2024 first is better than what it is. I just think when it's that late, when you're talking about 112, 113, 114, that I'd kind of rather just gamble that that team falls on its arse, which, as we know, happens a lot more often than you think. Right. Yeah, I mean, teams go into, into years with higher expectations and then they end up falling on their on their butts. What Ryan and I were talking about earlier was a perfect example. The gentleman who made the, the McCaffrey, McCaffrey trade now. with us, we didn't think that pick was going to be like the 105 or whatever it was. We thought he would be in the in the top part of the league, like 111, 112, it, it, somewhere it, it, in that range. I think he had some bad quarterback luck or something. I don't remember exactly what happened, but I definitely thought that his team was going to be much better than it ended up being. We, we, we actually targeted the other pick because we thought that sure. Team, we, we thought that that pick was going to be a top five pick. We thought we were getting an early and a late, and it ended up being two earlies. Which, two really good earlies. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, 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 got, we got very fortunate to get two, two earlies out of that. So moving on to Sutton, um, I'm going to hold on to him till the middle of the season as well because I think his value is going to increase. And if you wanted to trade him, you could. 
if you didn't want to trade him and hold on to him because he is a young wide receiver, you don't have to. That's the beauty of somebody like Cortland Sutton. I think his value will go up, and if you decide that you want to trade him, you can. But there's no need to if you don't want to. Yeah, he's gonna even if he continues to lose value, what are you risking? You're risking a mid second. Yeah, not a whole lot. A mid second, so probably even even if he continues to lose value, it's probably still gonna be a late second, early third. third. Yeah, Yeah. you're not you're not losing enough to. In if you believe in his talent, he's just better off on your roster. Yeah, absolutely. So then we come to Travis Kelsey, and I stated earlier that Ryan had to wait for um, me talking about the team to talk about somebody like Keyshawn Boutte, but I am trading Kelsey for the 110 in any second, and let's say for the sake of this argument, the team is trading their 110 and their 210. That's what I'm going to do with Kelsey. You have to lose value, I personally think, on people like Kelsey and George Kittle, and if you've made these other trades like you're trading – uh, Geno Smith and Najee Harris, then I think you have to trade Kelsey and lose a little bit of value on him. And it's such a hard pill for me to swallow that I that I could go from a guy that was probably was he top fifteen producer in all of fantasy last year? Probably I would say Travis Kelsey. I would assume. Yeah, even in a non tight end premium, yeah, he was probably assume. a top fifteen producer. And I'm going to go from that to the tenth pick in the draft in a second. But I think you're looking at that for maybe two more years from Kelsey yes. and, yeah, and as opposed to the 110 you're hoping that you're getting somebody for 10 10 to 12 years I'm just hoping I guess I, I'm much more willing to go into the season with Kelsey and let him s- slide through the season than I am Wilson because I'm hopeful that at some point someone's going to come to their senses and say I we need Travis Kelsey to win this Four hundred dollars or whatever it is. I, I don't. If people actually look at the stats of teams that won championships last year, the percentage of teams that had Travis Kelsey on them were he he was one of the top five difference makers. If, if I'll just I'll flip it around for all of us. If we are going, if we're win now and we're lacking a, a tight end. We couldn't trade the 110 and a, a second fast enough to get Travis Kelsey. Last year, I was tra- I traded uh, for Darren Waller in multiple spots where I traded traded the first and a second for Darren Waller. Obviously, that didn't work out too well. But but but, and, but he's not even near the caliber of Travis no. Kelsey. He never has been. No, I mean there's there's next to no risk with Travis Kelsey. It just mean, isn't. Other than other than three years down the road, you don't have him. Yeah, that's the only risk. If the one ten is worth a payday, it just is. Mm-hmm. We can as much as we, and I, I I fall into this trap just as much as anyone else. Probably more than a lot of people. We want to keep our team young. We want to. You want to look at it and be like, ooh, ooh look how pretty. Look how pretty. Look how long this is going to be pretty. But you know what? Cash is prettier, and I agree with that statement. And that's and, and, that's and, and, and honestly, like oh, so many of those times you look and be like, "Ooh, this seems so pretty." Two years down the road, you look, and a lot of those guys you thought were pretty aren't so pretty. <laughs> Ooh, I missed on all my pretty. Yeah. Ooh, Juju's not near as sexy as he <laughs> used to be. Or I give Matt Ryan mad props for calling out a guy that he was blatantly wrong on <laughs> <laughs> the. 
wide receiver one in Dynasty. Huh? No, it was like two or three, but it was, <laughs> it was way it was way too high. But it wasn't wide receiver one. I won't. I won't and, and, but to be fair, I wasn't the only one that was driving the hype train. You were the only one in this group. Out, out of the train. three of us, yes. <laughs> sure. One ten is worth a payday. Is pretty much exactly why I have him being traded for the 110 and the 210 because I think, like I said, you have to take a little bit of a, a value cut on him, and I think somebody would be willing to, to trade the 110 and the 210 for him. I, I think a win-now team who, like I said, I think it would be his his own personal picks, I think adding Kelsey would help him win next year more than what he won at the the 110 this year or the, the fourth-best team in the league this year. Yeah. Uh, I would even be can uh, if I, if I was to before I would do the one ten I would like to maybe put like the two hundred four with Kelsey and try to move up a little higher up into the the first to try to get a guy that maybe to the one hundred five one hundred six maybe one hundred six one hundred seven like to get one of the premium wideouts or Levis. I just more went I went more realistic in my opinion like more that I thought would definitely happen as opposed to something that I would want to happen. Cause obviously I would want to get a lot more value, but I think yeah. it's, I think it's reasonable to say the one ten, the two ten. Well, I'll for agree with you on one thing. If you can't get the one ten and the two ten out of Travis Kelsey, people don't want to win money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on to Komet and Chagosium Okonkwo. I love Okonkwo. Um, I think you just love his last name. Of, of course, this Wiseacre had to pronounce his first name. <laughs> I I love him. I, I I was really high on him uh, in training camp last year. There was a lot of talk that he would um, unseat Austin Hooper, and I think he pretty well did that at the end of the year. I think they start the more that they started targeting him, the better their offense looked, and I think. I think sure, but but it looked better when they started targeting him. Like through the first like eight weeks or something, he didn't have that many targets, and their offense didn't look that great. And then towards the end of the year, they were actually passing the ball to both tight ends, Hooper and Okonkwo, and their offense actually looked like it was capable. So I I think Vrabel finally it finally clicked in his head. Hey, maybe we should start throwing the ball to our tight ends. Anything that's not uh, Derrick Henry off top off tackle. Yeah, exactly. Got to be a increase in excitement the the play call was hand the ball to henry hand the ball to henry if he hasn't picked up 10 plus yards throw to a tight end and i think that's going to continue uh zach Ertz, getting whatever i can yeah I, i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty well out give, on give, Ertz. give me a, give me a third give me uh, a third yeah i listed him on the i really wish i hadn't listed him whenever we we looked at this roster because well i, mean, I ended up not even wanting to talk about him honestly I, like at the beginning of last year he had value, yeah, and now he doesn't have that value. And some of that could be he McBride, was, but he, he was even even accumulating value because he was productive when he was on the. He field. He was productive when he was on the field, and then he got hurt, like he always does, and and that value just disappeared. And not now, not only do you have that injury, but you also have to figure that Kyler's likely to miss some time before he's ready to. So it's just. Kind of a bad situation for an aging tight end. I agree, 100%. So assuming that I can make those trades, I'm going to talk about my draft capital and who I would take at those spots at my own personal before, current rank. Before before you do that, give me a rundown of what 
players are on your team after these trades? So I've got Burrow, Wilson, and Howell. I've still got Wilson on my roster, like I said. Okay. No running backs on the roster. Chase and Sutton, and then Komet and Oconquo. Basically everyone we have, with the exception of you, still have Russell Wilson. Correct, yeah. And, and I think that's a fair assessment. It's kind of funny that we all three uh, had separate identities on this, and we basically come with – very similar takes on this. Yeah, and like I said, I had no idea of what you guys were doing before I did this. It oh, just yeah. it just seems to be the right thing to do with this roster. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I looked over at Joe's notes after when we got here, and I was like, he's going to keep the same cuts, and I'm going to keep <laughs> I'm like, this looks – this is very similar. So starting at the 103, I think it's quite clear you're taking either C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young for the sake of this exercise. I think Stroud is the current 103, so that's where I would take at the 103. At the 105, I agree. I think Jameer Gibbs goes at the 104 with it being the points per carry, and I had the wide receiver one at the 105 being Quentin Johnson. At the 108, which I received trading Najee Harris, I am taking Will Levis. I think Will Levis does fall there, and I think – Adding another quarterback, that quarterback will gain value if he performs. And I don't think that there's a lot of question marks right now surrounding Will Levis. Also, this is points per carry, and he does have legs, which gives him added value. Yeah. So to the 110 that I received uh, trading Travis Kelsey, I'm taking Kayshawn Boutte. I think after the combine, he's going to move up in a lot of charts because – there was a time in 2021 that he was considered the number one wide receiver in this draft class. And it's not like he's lost that talent. They didn't throw the ball a lot last year. They were one of the, one of the worst passing teams in the league in, you, in football. You may not be able to get Boutte there. If, if... Well, I said, I said, current I, I, rankings. I, after, after combines this, if he, if he does what I think he can do. Right. I, I did. I did say current rankings because yeah. I do think that there is a chance that like Will Levis. You're taking up a the wide board. there, though. I agree. I, I do think you're taking a wide out. So moving on to the 201 that I received trading Geno Smith. Uh, there's a lot of guys that you could take there. Uh, Josh Downs as a wide receiver. If you're desperate for a tight end, you may look at taking Michael Meyer there. Also, you have to remember this pick will be the 16th overall pick in this league. Uh, I'm taking Kendra Miller there. I know that you don't really want to go into the season with running backs, but I, I think Kendra Miller is one of those guys that could gain value going forward, depending on where he goes to a team. He's a, a big back and, and teams like their power backs. So I, I think, I think he's one of those guys that you could definitely rely on to start as a, as an RB three in a league going forward. I, th- I think uh, that style of running back tends to do better in this format too because they're going to res- get a heavier workload, see more carries, which a guy that uh, sees re- reasonable touches is going to get three to five more points a game on top of it. Like he could be, he could be a running back too in this format. I agree. I have no opinion on second round running backs at this point of the year. To me, this is all. NFL draft dependent. I can't tell you that Kendra Miller is going to be any better than Sean Tucker or Dra- Israel Agamban. <laughs> However you pronounce Abanaconda. it. Abanaconda. Yeah, that. Yeah, that <laughs> I can't tell you that any of these guys are going to be better than the next. I would be the first to admit. And 
if one of them ends up with the Bills and the other one ends up with the Chargers, I'm probably taking the guy that ends up with the Bills. Right, and and, and this is all based. I I, I want to state I, I went to five or six different websites and I looked at rankings and I I found Kendra Miller pretty well went around this this pick and I actually thought it was the 15th pick, but it's the 16th pick. It's not that much of a difference. I'll think I'll think at this point uh, in the 14 team league, it's. Uh, it's the, in in this format. It's the 16th p- overall pick. I, I'm just taking best player available. Like whoever you think's the best player. Yeah. Um, I can see a guy like Josh Downs being here. Um, th- there's there's lots of guys in this area. I think there's a huge block of players, depending on where landing spot and draft capital happens, that are going to fluctuate. So I I agree with that, and I think in a points per carry league, best player available in this spot would be a running back. It, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of running backs that are going to fall in this second round, assuming they get the draft capital to where to where they're uh, going to get, get there. I mean, it's draft cap draft capital with running backs is just the most important. Ideal, thing. very yes. ideal. So at the two hundred four, um, I'm going to be taking Zach Charbonnet, another running back. That's a power back that fits into that style. And I've seen a, quite a few mocks that have him going as high as the 110. But in in these five or six websites that I went to, this is where he was valued at. And, uh, and also in this format, Luigi, I know you don't do a lot of – you have you don't haven't played this format with, with the points per carry. Running backs just generally get pushed up the board. People reach for running backs. So th- these guys – very likely won't be there, and uh, some better wide receivers will get pushed down. Yeah, and you're definitely taking them then. Like if if Josh Downs falls to the two hundred four, you're probably slamming that. Like right? J- James Cook, and well, the main thing I'm here. Well, James Cook was a first rounder last year. Yeah, he he, he, he went as high as the one hundred three in some leagues that I saw. I'm not joking. Saw that. I think we saw the one hundred four though. Didn't uh, we? It was one hundred five. It was one hundred five. Oh, well, that, 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 that was Damian Pierce. That was Damian Pierce. Yeah, and uh, to be fair. Uh, Damian Pierce looked like the 105 there no. for a while. Well, okay. But here's the problem with that. Damian Pierce, as good as he was, was never 105 worthy because of all the wide receivers. Uh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I agree. But I'm just saying, like, there, there was some justification, I guess, if you're that guy, because yeah. um, he did at least perform Look, at a high level. So, moving on to the 210. Uh, I'm trading it for a 2024 second, if that's what I can get out of it. Um, I'm either trading it for for the second or I'm taking the best wide receiver tight end available. I don't think at the 210 you're going to be finding a player that will gain very much value going into 2023. So I'm going to trade it for the 2024 and hope that I can get an, an earlier 2024 second. Yeah, if there's not a guy you uh, are in love with, I don't even I don't even hate trading it for a 25 uh, second and pushing it forward even two years. Uh, it's likely to... It gives you a better shot of it might maybe being a, an earlier earlier one because that team's had two years to to depreciate. Yeah, appreciate yeah, you. I agree with that statement. If if you can't get the twenty twenty four second out of him, look for twenty twenty five. I didn't know that twenty twenty five picks were available whenever I uh, put together my notes. So that's why I said either the best wide receiver tight end or the twenty twenty four second. But definitely a second if you can trade that second for any second in any of the next two drafts. I think you do that. Sure. I think that you, in, in some situations, I've been able to trade it, for, move back to the third, and still get a second. That that has, that does happen. 
some people fall in love with those late seconds. Yeah. And, you and gotta, you got to know your league mates. And with how deep this draft is at running back and it being a, a points per carry, there very well may be a running back that somebody falls in love with there that, that you'll be able to get a, a, a third that you can take a dart throw and a second. An Isaiah Pacheco type player. Yeah, Isaiah Pacheco. Hopefully it's a guy who doesn't hit. <laughs> so I already stated the veterans that I would um, enter the rookie draft with. So I'm just going to save or recap the rookies that I take. So I'm going to be leaving the rookie draft with, in addition to the vets that I have, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, Kendra Miller, Zach Charbonnet, Quentin Johnson, and Keyshawn Boutte. I also still have my 2024 first and second with the additional 2024 first that I had entering 2023, as well as hoping that I get the 2024 second or maybe even the 2025 second that, that I would trade the 210 for. And I still will have Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton that I think will appreciate going into the year. So outside of Wilson, I'll also still have four quarterbacks. Five quarterbacks in a 14-team league, I think you'll be able to get a lot of value out of two or three of those guys. So I look to gaining more value going into 2024 especially. So only having four picks in the first two rounds right now, I think you can enter 2024 with more like six or seven. Luigi's going in with the double QB wide receiver stack and Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton, and Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. Yep. Yeah, the, the best stack in the league and the 35th best. <laughs> Dang, you have them that high? <laughs> <laughs> right. Damn, <laughs> Overpay! <laughs> so before we get out of here, I uh, just wanted to bring up something exciting and kind of get y'all's thoughts on it. Uh, my son, uh, who is 21 years old and in college, who has played fantasy football for, you know, since he was 15, but never played dynasty, took his on his first dynasty team a few weeks ago. Uh, he it took over an orphan in the league that I'm in so we could, you know, do our first league together. Incidentally, it's a team that Ryan owned a couple of years ago and uh, passed on to someone else who is now passed on to my son. But today he sent his first official trade offer. So... It was kind of an exciting day for me. Uh, I hope it was exciting for him as well. If you're listening out there, son, I'm proud of you. Uh, but I just kind of wanted to see what you guys thought about uh, thought thought about this trade offer that we sent out. So he he's, he's I said, what's the first thing that you want to do with this trade, son? With his team, son? What's the first thing you want to do? He said, I think I want to move off of to Josh Allen. I said, okay. That's you, you want to move off of him to pick up some some value, yeah. But I don't want to move down too far. I think I want Joe Burrow because you know Joe Burrow is is kind of a man crusher him too, just like it is for me. We 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 love Joe Burrow in the Galloway household, as you should. Uh, so I said, yeah, sure. You know, he's not worth a considerable amount more than uh, or not worth a considerable amount less than Josh Allen, but he is worth less than Josh Allen. Let's just send something out there. He'll probably get rejected, but we'll we'll see what happens. So what we ended up coming up with is we sent uh, the offer of to a team that we feel like is very much a win-now team. We sent the offer of Josh Allen and Mike Evans 
for Joe Burrow, the 112, and a 2024 first. So that was his first ever trade offer. We haven't received a response on it yet. I do fully expect it to get uh, rejected, possibly countered is what I'm hoping, what he's hoping. Uh, but what do you guys think? Did we shoot the moon there? Or do you think that's about, about right? What, what do you think of, my, of Bryce Galloway's first dynasty trade offer? Uh, in that knowing knowing the format and everything, um, I think there's probably a first difference between Burrow and Allen. Um, so it might be a slight overpay. I don't think Mike Evans is worth a first anymore. Oh wow. Okay. I do think he's worth a first. But so so the trade was Josh Allen and what else? Josh Allen and Mike Evans for Burrow. The one twelve and a twenty twenty four first. I think it's it's a it's a reasonable trade. Um, like I said, I think I think you're sl- like I think it's a slight overpay because I think like I, said, I think I think Mike Evans is probably not worth a first at this point, especially with the current quarterback situation. Two two months from now, it, it could bounce back and be great. Like if they get a veteran that. Um, like, like say they get a, a car or someone like that, um, his his value is probably to jump back up. But I, I don't think he's worth more than a second right now. Your your uh, your issue with the trade is actually different than what mine was. I thought that Mike Evans for a the one twelve or twenty twenty first was pretty reasonable. I questioned whether the difference between Burrow and Allen is a is a first. That's kind of what I was. I, I, I mean, your your one I took. That that team won a championship year one, correct? Um, and it was off of basically it was Josh Allen and uh, Kyler Murray carried that team to uh, victory. They they were putting they they were they were putting up 60, 60 plus points every week in that in that uh, scoring format. So, um, Bur- Burrow's Burrow's probably not going to score that that type. I, I just feel like Allen Allen in that format is just really, really good. Luigi, any closing thoughts from you? I don't think the difference is is worth a first just like at face value, but if if the format has Josh Allen scoring that many points, and I, I think it's a very reasonable trade to want to get a first. I, I think it would be a really good team good really good trade for his his roster, assuming what what you've told me that that roster has uh morphed into in the last couple of years. So uh, it, it, it would be, it would be good for his roster. Um, but uh, I, I don't, I honestly don't see it happening because you're not the only people who have man crushes on Joe Burrow. Yeah, that's true. And, and, you know, honestly, this was a get his feet wet offer. And I told him it's probably going to get rejected. And honestly, 75 at least 75 percent of the offers that you're going to send are, are going to get rejected i, and I the, tried to press upon him that dynasty fantasy football trading is about patience well I, it's also it's also about being active and aggressively putting yourself out there like you you have you have you have to make moves like so so many people will hit the accept button but they won't ever send the offer out so if you want a guy don't be afraid to go out and try to get him so if the person that received this trade offer is out there, uh, please get back with us. We'd love to make this first offer that my son's ever sent in Dynasty Football his first official trade in Dynasty Football. 
Uh, but with that being said, that'll do it for the sixth episode of the Dynasty Dreamers podcast. Thank you for joining us. Please leave any comments below. We would love to hear from you. We hope you join us next time. For my co-hosts, Luigi Federico and Ryan Nunn, this is Joe Galloway signing off.